Good morning and welcome to the Morning Buzz. It's been a bit since we've sat together. There has been a lot going on in our world from overseas wars that we are all on the edge of our seat praying will end and peace will come to sitting in our houses waiting to hear news that things will break out in peace in here on our homeland in the United States. Um, as always, praying for our leadership in our office, um, praying daily for them um, and their relationship with God and praying that they will come to know uh, Jesus if they don't already on a more personal level. Um, you know, God appoints authority. We know that. And for whatever time and for whatever season, God knows the reason, right? So today I woke up this morning and I really try not to get on and just do a podcast just to do a podcast. I feel like, you know, if I'm going to say something, I really want it to be because I really feel like something needs to be said. At least I feel like it needs to be said. So if I go silent for little bits of time, it's just because I'm reminiscing or praying or having a lot of quiet time. I think that we need to remember the number one thing, which to me is that life is good. God is good. God did not get off of his throne in heaven. He has not dethroned himself and nothing can dethrone God. You know, the Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars and has for years through Ezekiel, Daniel, the book of Isaiah, all the way through the Old Testament. You know, it goes back structurally through the Bible and scripturally through the Bible as it talks about the setup of wars and rumors of wars that would come to be. Now, we've had World War I, we've had World War II, you know, now there's chatter, you know, when you, anytime you turn on your television and you listen to uh, Fox News, ABC, NBC, um, PBS News, any type of news that you watch on your television, they're trying to collaborate and say, will this be the beginning of another world war? Well, let me just tell you this. No matter what happens, if you are a believer and you believe that Jesus Christ came on this earth to die for your sins, you are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. There is a teacher, her name is Billy Brim, and she talks about the special anointing that is on your life when you claim the blood of Jesus Christ over your life. The claim that you have to the blood of Jesus Christ in your life and on your life and on your husband or wife and on your children when they go and when they come into your home and over your home is so powerful. She has a book that's out. Let me get it over here. And it's a very powerful book. I mean, it. I was, you know, shaken by some of the stuff that I read in her book. It's called The Blood and the Glory by Billy Brim. And, you know, I remember listening to her when I was young and with my Mimi and with my mom. And um, 
On the back, the little subtitle says, Discover the truth about the blood of Jesus and the glory of God. And um, one of the little sub uh, sub bullets on the back says, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what the book kind of covers, it says, um, How to use the blood of Jesus to overcome the enemy. How to use the blood of Jesus to protect your family. How to draw a bloodline around your property and possessions. Now, okay, first of all, let me just tell you, this doesn't mean you go and you actually draw in the ground with blood. She's talking about spiritual proclamations over your property saying, in Jesus' name, I proclaim the blood of Jesus over my home and the protection as a Christian over my life. She also just kind of goes on to just other little things where she says, um... Uh, how to maintain victory through the blood of Jesus, and just many, many, many more. I this is an amazing, amazing book. Uh, you can look through uh, for her through TBN, um, and you can also just Google her, Billy Brim. So I'm sitting there, and um, just this morning, I just started thinking about my kids going to school. And I started thinking about bullies at school. I've talked about this before and about what happens in the school system when a child gets bullied. You have one of two things. You have a kid that walks up and will put an end to the bully and punch him in the nose and then the bullying usually stops. Or you have the opposite end where the bully just continues on the playground because no one has, you know, the strength or the agility to walk up and stand up to a bully. Now, bullying can be in a mild form where it's, I don't like your smile. You have an ugly face. I don't like what you wore today. Two, someone walking behind you and shoving you down a flight of stairs. I have a teacher friend in San Antonio who witnessed this multiple times in the school district and the district did nothing to combat the behavior in the school. I felt so sorry for her every time she went through this. And let me tell you, it had no timeline in the present time as we're talking about, you know, here in the, you know, 2019, 2020. This was years ago. And she was on her own fighting a spiritual battle in this school. So I woke up thinking about the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. (laughs) What a simple golden rule, you know, you would sit there when we were little in kindergarten, you know, I'm 37, we would sit there in kindergarten and they would say, now remember, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule was posted in our classroom on our walls and you would hear the teacher say, if you poke them, they're going to poke you back. So keep your hands to yourself. If you say something ugly, there's a possibility they'll say something ugly back and you don't want to get your feelings hurt. So be kind. You know, why do you think that was in our classroom? Because they didn't want to create an intentional generation of bullies. And they tried to stop the bully in the grade school elementary years. So that people knew if you hurt somebody, there was a big possibility you were going to get hurt back. It's the same now today with all that we're seeing going on in our life. If you hurt somebody, make sure you right a wrong. If you offend somebody, you don't want to have an offense. 
Now, you also don't want to walk around being so easily offended that absolutely no one can say anything to you. And even if it's not to you, you don't want to be the first one to raise your hand and say, hey, I'm offended. However, if you intentionally offend someone, please make an effort to apologize. Because remember, you may be the one on the other side of the fence who's getting your feelings hurt and needs an I'm sorry. I go over to the scripture in Mark 12, 31, if you remember this story where the Pharisees cornered Jesus and were asking him and probing him question after question after question. And a man standing by, which was also a religious teacher, down in verse 29, asked Jesus again a question. He poses him with another question. And this is Jesus' response, okay? The most important commandment is this. He doesn't get into jargon. Jesus doesn't respond back with a tweet. He doesn't respond back and write in the sand, these are all of your sins. This is why the Bible says this. This is why the Torah says this. This is why the laws say this. This is why God sent me to earth. Jesus doesn't get into all of the jargon and draw arrows to each of the Pharisees' feet as to why the commandments say, you know, he could go in and he probably knew all, right? He's God made flesh, so he knew everything about everything, but he doesn't. You know, he treats others with the same respect that he needed to be treated by and that he deserved to be treated by. So this was his response to the question after question after question. The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. Verse 30. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind, and all of your strength. Verse 31. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Wow. I love the heart of God. I love the heart of God all throughout scripture. Yes, there was some major wrath. Yes, there was some stuff that happened where you're just like, wow, he married her and she married him and they were cousins and all this crazy stuff that happened in the Old Testament. And then you get Jesus, right? (laughs) And he comes in and he is just this story of unconditional love. And he's the epitome of the golden rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. So he doesn't get in the middle of the the heated debacle and the heated questioning with the Pharisee. And I encourage you, go to Mark 12. Read Mark 12. It's very enlightening to see this heated debate with Jesus and the Pharisees. Now, Jesus doesn't get heated, but the Pharisees do. So it's very, very interesting. And look up the history of the Pharisees and who they were. Do some research. You know, dive. Try to learn a little bit deeper into your Bible. This is important times. So we go back to the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When we're walking down the street and we just smile at someone, why is it that sometimes people just glare at us and they won't smile back? 
Those people do not understand the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. They are the ones that have never experienced the unconditional love that is just pouring out of you. At that point, when you don't get the response from the do unto others as you would have them do unto you, even if you don't get the response back that you're desiring in that moment, you know, even if you smile or say, hi, how are y'all doing? Even if you don't get that immediate response back and you get a glare or a slammed door or they just walk past or if you offer to carry someone's groceries for them, or there's millions of things that you could do where you don't get the response that you're desiring, you still have to love people as you would love yourself. Ooh, but there's the scripture. Love your neighbor as yourself. So what if the people that you're passing by that are unable to give a smile back or give a kind word back, what if they haven't learned to love themselves yet? This is where grace comes in, being graceful and merciful. Does that mean you just let someone be ugly to you and ramrod you and, you know, talk ugly to you up and down? No, that's when you turn the other cheek and you walk away or you say, you do not have the right to speak to me like that. And I suggest getting the book Boundaries. Um, it's an amazing book and it's it's really set a couple people that I know free from a lot of, um boundaries that they needed to place in their life and that that teaches you how to have how to how to have healthy boundaries but when you're when people have not learned how to love themselves how do they have the ability to love their neighbor so this is why as a believer you are so called to love people so that they see Christ's love through you In just day-to-day life with a smile and a hello and a how are you. And when they ask you, why are you so happy? You have a reason to answer that question. I go down to the story once again, where the Pharisees brought a woman who was caught in the act of adultery to Jesus. And it's in John 8, 7. And when they kept questioning Jesus and throwing the law in his face, the law of Moses, as to why they had a reason to stone her, he bent down in the sand and started writing something. And then he straightened up and he said to them, let anyone who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. So this goes back to the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do to you. Once again, do you think the Pharisees were without sin? Nope. Do you think that the Pharisees behind closed doors or when no one was watching weren't sinning? Nope. And they knew that. That's why one by one, they dropped their stones and walked away. Today, I just, I was so overtaken by this because I, it's not taught in our schools anymore and it's not taught, being taught to our children and really it's not being taught in the workplace either. You know, do to people what you and treat people how you would have them treat you. 
And we as Christians are held to a higher standard, you know, and do please read Mark 12, 31. And it does say, and it states very, very, very verbatim. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And if that means you just have to sometimes not get into an argument with people just for sake of not arguing because you have to love them like you love yourself and yourself is the temple. You have Jesus living inside of you. So your body is a temple. Then you have to remember that. And it's not worth getting into a heated argument over. Today, I just bless you in the name of Jesus. And I just pray for peace and understanding as you go through your day, even through the next couple of days with what all is going on. And I pray that you do not walk in a spirit of fear, but a spirit of a sound mind. And I just pray that y'all have peace just everywhere you go. And that and you, and you find purpose in every day, even if it's not a grandiose purpose, it's just purpose in every day. And that you live your life loving your neighbors as yourself. And remember that God came so that you, in flesh, just for you, because he loved you that much. And Jesus' entire life was about love. So I just pray that you don't forget that as you walk throughout your day. So thank you so much for sitting with me this morning. I know today I went a little long, but I just really had this on my heart this morning. And I just love y'all so much. And I just appreciate you spending time with me this morning on The Morning Buzz.